Hey, 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 it's your girl, Crystal, and I got my girls with me. Say what's up, ladies. Hey, this is Sybil. Hey, it's Tiffany. Hey, it's LaShonda. And this is our podcast, The T-Shed. It's four different women with four different perspectives. We'll be talking about friendships, relationships, love, and family, and everything under the sun. Whatever you're thinking, we're going to say it, even the things we shouldn't say. So bubble up, hold on to your edges and wigs, because it's about to be a bumpy ride. Hey guys, so we are back for another episode. Again, LaShonda will be missing from this episode, but don't worry, she will be back for our very next episode after this. So this episode, we want to talk to you guys about some things that have just been happening recently. So we have a couple fun topics we want to discuss. But first on the docket, we definitely want to discuss just how our white allies are really trying to be down right now. They're trying to be super woke and they're like, fixing things or changing things that we didn't necessarily ask for them to change, but not doing the things that we are being very clear about asking them to do. So for example, the first one I want to bring up and I want to throw it out to y'all. So Jersey Mike's, I don't know if you guys heard. So they have like a BLT sub and that's bacon, lettuce, tomato. They've decided to change the name to BLM, bacon, lettuce, and tomato to be more down with the culture. and. One, I mean, I don't really eat at Jersey Mike's, but even if I did, I'm not offended by bacon, lettuce, or tomato. Um, I'm not quite sure who said. <laughs> we needed that to be able to order the sub. Um, I still, if I'm in the mood for bacon, lettuce, and tomato, I have no problem calling it what it is. I don't think I'm going to call it a bacon, lettuce, and tomato, but um, this is just, I felt like when I saw that, I was like, again, I see what you're doing there, but it's not really helping me or moving our movement along. How do y'all feel about this? Agreed. I'm never going to call something Mado because y'all going to look at me crazy if I walk into somewhere else and say, hey, can I have a Mado? Can I have a Mado, <laughs> bacon, and some lettuce stamp? No, it is a BLT. It's been, it's been a BLT for a very long time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with literally describing something for what it is on that food group. Like, you're doing the most and the least all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I need you to do better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel like I appreciate your efforts, but um, let's do something that's actually a little bit, little bit more meaningful. Um, we probably not even eat BLT, BLTs or BLTs anyway. So, and you know, I feel like, if you want to get deep about it, I do feel like, you know, um, you know, in the country, they said Maida. So I feel like they thought about old country black people saying Maida. I'm just like, really? Like, it's kind of insulting a little bit, <laughs> you know? But Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. And who, like, recommended that is also my question. Who was like, yeah, guys, this will be what, like, this will make a difference. And then, like, what board approved that? Right. But, you know, that goes Those boards have black people on them. Yeah, that goes to that um, you, need, you need diverse marketing team, you know? Like, you need to diversify your marketing team because clearly you don't know the struggle and how to reach us, so you need to get some people that know, you know, some real people that know, not yeah. some people that's going to, like, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. But the people tell you what 
need to hear. Yeah. Yes. Because it's definitely given me, oh, this is the trend. This is the wave. Let me jump on so I can still get the black dollar kind of feel mm -hmm. versus doing any actual work or thought or asking any of their hopefully black board members. And if there's not any, then that probably should be their first step instead of changing a name of a bacon, lettuce, tomato sub. Like, Because um, I feel like some of the companies or what I've been seeing, it's really because I don't want to say it's the hot thing to do right now, but it is the hot button issue right now. Black right. politics, things going on in the black community. And I know I've talked about this in other atmospheres and communities, but like right now is, I don't want to call it like people are just now realizing that blacks have been going through it. But I feel like I've been seeing that a lot where they're like, oh, like your life's been hard. Oh, they've been killing mm -hmm. guys. And, and this been like this awakening and to help appease some of that guilt or I just want to feel like I want to help. They're trying to come up with ways to like do that. And I don't want to take that from them. I mean, if you feel like you need to do something, that's great. But also know that our requests and what we desire, what we need, we're very clear about that. Like, I feel like right. for us, this isn't the first death, unfortunately. This isn't the first riot. This isn't the first protest. And we've been very clear over time saying, this is what we need. We need a better justice system. We need people in high leadership that care about our needs. We need to put funding back into different things. And we're not getting that. We're getting, you know... Yeah. Black matter written on a street, which we get mandates. Exactly, <laughs> we get like a mandate. We get like a, you know, like some street art. Which again, if that's that's cute, and if that's your first step, great. But that can't be your only step. Like I, I, I mean, I don't get to see a Black Lives Matter written in the streets of Washington D.C. That doesn't really affect my life. But what does affect my life is the laws and the things that you guys are coming up with afterwards. So. For our white allies, we want to say, you know, good start, <laughs> but that's definitely not enough. Yeah. And if Jersey Mike's really want to help me, take down the price of those subs. Like, I don't want to pay $9 for a sub. <laughs> like, yeah. If you really want to help me, I can just go over to the firehouse, you know, <laughs> because those subs are way too high. <laughs> way too high. You need to cut it. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be, it can't be about people making change out of fear, mm -hmm. like to do it out of like a genuine desire to want to be an ally, not because, ooh, I'm going to do this before they come for me, so they can't come for me, you know, like that's disingenuous, it's not really going to help anybody, like we've been there, we've done that, right, you know, it's kind of like I'd rather you do nothing than do something that's dis disingenuous, right. You know? I feel like they I feel like they're not saying this and being blatant about it, but they do understand the power of the black dollar. So they're trying yeah. to remain in the good graces so they don't lose it. Mm -hmm. More so like a call to action to us as African Americans to be like, well, maybe we really need to get serious about putting our dollar more towards things that are supporting us, not necessarily through a sub, maybe more through some more like social justice and advocacy actions, but it just I know for me it made me more conscious because I mean I've always been like if I can buy a black then great like especially when it came to my wedding I wanted black vendors black photographers yeah. I was very mm -hmm. serious about that but I feel like this whole movement for me has made me be like no maybe it needs to be in every other aspect of my life like let me make sure I'm trying to find black because 
it's already tough out here and I want to make sure my dollar is going towards people that care about me and my son and my family and you know and showing up to support one another because at the end of the day we're the people who are you know struggling and out there and trying to lift ourselves up with hopefully you know hoping that allies that we will have allies but plenty for when we don't because most of the time we haven't had them right exactly you know (sighs) but what other areas have you noticed i noticed um they went for golden girls child there was um that episode where um they were in mud masks and like that was the joke where it was like it's a mud mask though it is not blackface but they take the episode down and it's like but that's that's not what this is you know like the other episodes that actually do talk about race and things like that there's like a Don Cheadle episode from like 87 or something that's floating around on Instagram right now where they're specifically talking about the confederate flag and how that makes you know often um makes African-Americans feel and things like that you know, or I heard um, Tina Fey was trying to pull four episodes of 30 Rock where they use blackface. And a friend texts me and she goes, before episodes? How did you get four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, I, I didn't even think about that. At first, I was like, yeah, how did you get to four? You know, but, and I love me some Tina Fey, but I was just like, really though? And, you know, she's like, let me go ahead and try and pull these because I don't want to get canceled either you know and it's just it's sad that it's taken this for people to even start looking at stuff like that right but but you know going with the tv as well like i know with clean show and it was another show that you know black actors should be hired to be the voiceover for those cartoons um i get it but i feel like i do they do black actors do need more opportunities Mm -hmm. but i also feel like you've been the voice for 20 years you know you probably feel like you probably were done with it anyway (laughs) you know what i mean so why now after 20 years you want to say okay you guys should provide this opportunity for a black actor you should have said that 20 years ago before you accepted the job i just feel like you're on the bandwagon with everyone else Definitely. And those awkward commercials. Did you see the one with like it's all these white celebrities and they're just saying Black Lives Matter? Mm-mm, I haven't seen that. Yes, this and like I saw it, and I want to say I saw it on Instagram on like this day show or something like that. And I sent it to my friend. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I was like, I don't, I don't feel good. I was like, you guys just telling us Black Lives Matter. Okay. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I think- I think they think we're complaining, like, well, what do you guys want? Like, we want you to, like, genuinely care and realize that Black lives do matter. Not put a band-aid over it, not make us feel good for the moment. Because, like, every decade, that's what happens, really. It's like, okay, you know, at first we will let you guys get housing loans. But a lot of people still can't. But, you know, we're going to let you live in that neighborhood. We're going to put a couple of you in this neighborhood. We're going to give a few of you good jobs. You know what I'm saying? Just to make you feel like, oh, Black people do have opportunities. In reality, we don't have as many opportunities as someone else. And then with these opportunities we do have, we have to work extra hard to get the same opportunity. You know, so we want you to really realize what the problem is and, you know, solve it from the foundation. Because right now, you just like cleaning the windows, you put a little paint on the house, but the foundation is still, still isn't sturdy. So 
You know, so what you're doing isn't really going to help because our kids still have to grow up and live in this situation where, you know, they're going to be judged for walking outside, you know? They're going to walk outside and, you know, and I read what someone said the first time they experienced racism was in a pool and they said that uh, one of my Facebook friends, she said that, you know, um, she said that the child's mother said, no, black girls have grease in her in their hair so they can't, she can't swim in our pool. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have to be a black child thinking about things like that. You know, like they don't realize the things that we have to teach our kids that they don't have to teach their kids. We, we shouldn't have to tell our kid that, oh, when you see the police, make sure your hands are up and, and you know, a white kid go to the police and it's just like, what you pull me over for? Like they can say anything and they're still going to make it home. You know, so I think they just need to realize what the problem really is and not just trying to, you know, brush over it and make us feel like, oh, it's okay, we can catch you on your back, stop crying, it's okay, and then get back and go go work your tail off for a bare minimum. So. And it's not just because, you know, well, the coronavirus hit and, you know, things are rougher now than usual. The stuff that people are protesting about and writing about long precedes coronavirus yes yeah it is it's not you know about people being economically stressed right now because of coronavirus or people saying oh what's you know it's actually about money and things like that like that's not what's happening and if you would stop and listen to what's happening and actually listen to people who are experiencing it instead of just listening so you could form a rebuttal you know is part of the issue like just take a second you know like do your do your best try and put the privilege aside for a second and listen because mm-hmm. I, I like i don't know maybe i'm biased but the message seems pretty clear mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean it definitely feels um i just lost my train of thought because i was going to say about that what was i going to say oh it's coming back full circle because I mean, all these companies and everyone was just like, oh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. But now that we're talking about the education system and what's going to happen with Corona, it's becoming very clear. It was literally just a fad because you're so willing to put these inner city schools back into the school or not keeping them at home, but not taking into account, like not all of them may have meals, not taking into account, not all of them may have the technology or the space or the wherewithal to even be able to get online and do virtual school. So like this whole school debate is bringing up that division of wealth and division of privilege. And once again, it's just like, well, y'all need to figure that out because this is what we're about to do. And if y'all ain't got the internet or whatever, that's between you and Jesus, like we're going to figure it out for ourselves. And it's just like, again, this is why we say we don't want you jumping on the bandwagon for a trend because when it becomes to real stuff like the education of students we're back to you well the black people just need to figure out what they're going to do like if y'all don't have internet or a place to do that or whatever like y'all need to figure that out oh you can't go to the library because it's not open then that's not our problem because we have the wi-fi over here um so again it's just like it's becoming very obvious, especially more and more as we get into August, that it really was more so of a trend and just like a, we're doing this to appease you now so you can shut up because we really care less. That's coming out in the education talks. I feel like every time I'm hearing about it, I'm like, see, y'all didn't really care because 
we're saying like, hey, there's a whole school district over here that doesn't have the money, the funds to be able to put this together. And you're just like, oh, well, this rich school district does. <laughs> and it's sad. That's how it becomes a cycle. I mean, it's like the only time you'll listen to us is when we are in the streets. Right. We are, when we are rioting because a month later, when it's no longer in your backyard, you can forget about it again. Yep. You don't feel obligated to make speeches. You don't feel obligated to be an ally because of how it looks. Yeah. Because, well, you know, Black Lives Matter a month ago, but you know, that was a month ago. To go. You know, meanwhile, we got to wake up Black every day. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, too, we know racism is, is everywhere. You know, America was built on racism, let's be honest. Like, even with TV shows, you know, you go back and look at something like, wow, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, I think, too, I think hate is hard to unlearn. And I think they just been taught hate for so long. And they've been taught these stereotypes where Black people are lazy. Black people just want us to, you know, hand money to them and just give them all these resources that they don't want to work for. And it's weird because we're the ones that broke our backs. <laughs> so America can be what it is, you know. We made your families rich while our families were poor and barely had anything to eat. So I just think it's just like, I think the thing is that when you've been taught for something for so long and then you have, you see negative Im images on the internet of black people or videos, like you just like, well, it is true about black people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, well, it is true. So then it farther deepens your hate or your way of thinking because of one little thing you saw on the internet. Like, um, for example, like in my hometown, they had a, um, a march and they have been seeing the marches where people been you know rioting and you know looting and all these things which is not saying those were the protesters you know so they were thinking oh they having a, a protest in our hometown someone had got like a, a fight that day and they shared a video it was like look look at them they're um they're supposed to be protesting they're out here fighting it had nothing to do with the protest but it was easy for her to share that video and say, oh, well, this has something to do with the protest. This is what they want to do. And they were two separate things. So it's just like, oh, when we see these videos and we see these images on the internet, it's easy for us to say, oh, you guys just want to like tear down America. You guys, you, you guys don't want to do something that profits everyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so I think too, we gotta, um, we gotta hold ourselves accountable too. <laughs> as in you know not father feeling how they feel about us and I know it's hard because we're fortunate to have have the opportunities and advantages we did have we don't have privilege but we did have more advantages than some other people mm -hmm. um, but I think when they go into those inner cities like Sif was saying about the inner cities when you go into those places you'll see those people don't have choices you know like you go to um, you go to California you go to Compton where it's one gain on, on this end of the road and there's another gain on that end of the road some people don't have choices some people don't have those advantages and I think that's what people I think that's what they don't understand you right. know what i'm saying they only they only see the ones that oh you were able to make it out all of us are not able to make it out so agree yeah it's a lot. struggle is real. the struggle is real 
So not to completely switch topics, but to switch topics. So we also wanted to talk about the hot topic right now, which is Will and Jada, which is Entanglements 101, child. Entanglement? (laughs) (laughs) Entanglement Gate 2020. (laughs) Entanglement. So first, I know you guys are up to date on what happened, what August said, but have you guys watched the Red Tabletop? I'm sure you have. Yes. Yes make sure so what are your thoughts first let's go here do we blame jada what are your thoughts on jada okay (laughs) i was really surprised by that conversation and like how the way she decided to do that i do think Immediately, I was thinking about the double standard, but I was like, okay, if it was a, if it was Will who had done that, it'd be like, oh, well, they want a break. He wants a lady. I'd be like, of course he did. But I was so surprised. I was like, Jada, really? He's a baby and you're separated and like, just, I don't know. I felt, I felt kind of gross. I felt kind of gross about the situation. And I just, it made me wonder what was going on in your mind because they were talking about you know, she was in a place where she wasn't going to be happy until she could learn to love herself. And I was like, okay. And then I was asking my friend, I was like, well, how long ago was this? And she was like, girl, that was four years ago. Like he was young. And I was like, oh, okay. I will not lie. It made me look at her sideways. Cause I was like, what are you thinking? That's it. To be honest, I don't think I looked at Jada. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it is. I just felt like it really wasn't my business. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, I love looking at celebrity drama, and I did watch the video, but I just really felt like it wasn't none of my business because I feel like they've been together almost as long as I've been living. And, you know, <laughs> they've been married a long time, and I just feel like things happen in marriages, and I think it's just bigger because they're celebrities. Yeah. Because I feel like this is this happens every day <laughs> in marriages where people are separate and they get with this person and he get with that person and that's just what they do. You know what I'm saying? We see it all the time. So I just feel like, hey, I I don't know. I can't judge it. It ain't my marriage. It ain't how I want my marriage to be. <laughs> but but I just feel like I don't know. I just didn't feel. I don't know. I think I just sip the tea and i was just like entanglement okay you know <laughs> that's what you want to call it but i do feel like and you know because I, I had this conversation with a friend actually yesterday when they were saying that they were legally separated and my friend was saying when you're separated they were on their way to divorce and she said that they really thought they were done with each other and i was like yeah but you still married like you can't just go but in order to get divorced in North Carolina, I know you have to be separated for at least a year, you know, so in order to get divorced. So um, I guess like if, I guess if, you know, you feel like you really done with this person and you want to get with somebody else and he okay with it, he said, I'm doing my thing. Because she did say, when he said that, um, that you, that um, I got to get you back. And she said, oh, you got me back plenty of times. So, you know, we don't know his team. We don't know what he was out there laying and wide, you know, laying the low and spreading the wide. We don't know. But I just feel, I just really feel like 
when marriage is a sensitive topic because everybody marriage is different, especially celebrity marriages because they knock them down together a lot of times. <laughs> so, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it happened. I feel like they okay with it. And he said he want to love her through anything and let him love her. <laughs> you know so okay. he said that but his face said something else yeah that's true I his agree face that. said you need a hug yeah and just hugs right <laughs> i agree with that but i just feel like you know that's his marriage is that if he want to stay if him and his wife have an agreement that's his marriage i can't be nobody married business but mine <laughs> i'm trying to get to 25 years so I, I don't know <laughs> I mean, I felt like I took the approach of throughout the years. I've, I mean, I've heard of Will Dibbin and Dabbin. So when I heard about this Jada in August situation, I was like, I mean, whatever. There's already rumors out about the how their marriage is, or if it's open, closed, or whatever. So I wasn't really taken aback. I was more taken aback when August came out had his own interview, and then what I thought Jaded also came out and been like, nah, that didn't happen. And I was like, but we all can clearly see that August was in love. Like, we can read between the lines. Like, I feel like women of a certain age, like, girl, nah, we, we see each other. And I was like, I needed her to be honest about it. If she was going to have a red table talk, I wanted her to be honest and say, yeah, I had a whatever. I didn't think she was going to say entanglement. I thought, I don't know. Um, so I was happy she was honest. I didn't, like, I feel like I'm reading a lot of people being like, dang, Jada, like, I can't believe you did that to Will. And I'm like, but we don't, just kind of like Crystal was saying, like, when she, when he said, I'm gonna get you back, and she said, oh, you've done that many times. I'm like, I feel like this is a reoccurring thing in their relationship, where they, you know, been dibbing and a-dabbing, so it's just like, I'm not taking the stance of, like, Jada was wrong, because if they Mm -hmm. were separated, and he and maybe what led to their divorce was the dibbing and the dabbing. So it's just like, I ain't going to come at her on that because I don't know their story. I don't know their life. But what I am, I guess, I was more, I guess, I'm the opposite. I was more looking at Will crazy because I was just like, I understand you're mad about this. I understand you're upset. But are you mad and upset because people found out about it? And now you yes. look like the crazy husband whose wife was out here laying alone. And not only was laid alone, but making people fall in love. And now you look crazy. Um, or are you hurt about the situation? Because I didn't get hurt because she went out and laid it low. I got hurt because now people looking at him like, dang, your wife was out here. Yeah. Um, and I think it's you about it. And I felt like that's where a lot of his embarrassment came from. And his like, you know, she's out here making the headlines kind of thing. Because I feel yeah. like Will's, like he was in Bad Boys. I feel like. I feel like Will's been out here. I just get that feeling from him. And it's just like, I don't want to just rag on the rag on her and be like, oh, dang, Jada, like, why'd you do that? Now, obviously, there's the complex, complexities with that, with August being young and just like the whole situation to him having mental health issues and that whole thing. Like that, I feel like it's a whole separate conversation. But the act of her like living her best life after being in a marriage where she may, you know, had her best life lived on her um like I don't know if that's my business as Crystal was saying to like judge her or feel like she shouldn't have did that especially if they really were working towards a a divorce getting separated or whatever and I feel like they were able to come back together her and Will I felt like that was genuine when they were like I got you you got me um 
and their marriage is what works for them. So it's like, I, it's not for me to judge, but I also, I'm not really judging Jada in this, aside from the fact that with August being young and like that whole side, but like the act of her, you know, dibbing and dabbing, because they live a different, like a celebrity life. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I was reading all this like Jada hate and I was like, I don't see it. Yeah, especially being that Will probably got with like people we don't know. Always right. consider exactly. a celebrity, so exactly. you know. But it's probably people out there like, "Come, child, Will didn't care about that. He was laid up with me." You know, <laughs> like girl, Will's filming boop boop boop, and mm. <laughs> yeah, so like kind of like how um they always be like Denzel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one of those things where it's known but it ain't known. So it's like again, like yeah, shoot, like Martin, look Martin and um Karata, you know. <laughs> like you know i mean really to be honest like i really feel like celebrity couples are different like you hear tiana taylor said that she likes to bring people in her bedroom you know right. tiana and tiny do a candy and her husband do it i just right. feel like they just they're really different i think because they're exposed and then they have this you know this lifestyle where they have access to everything i feel like us regular folks we don't have that like we you know, we trying to stay faithful and true over here. Like, we really, I don't think we really understand on the level that they're in. And I think being faithful is being faithful, whether you're a celebrity or whoever. But I do understand that I'm not in there. I don't live that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I'm poor over here. <laughs> you know, I ain't got to like them. So I don't, I don't know. They think differently. So. I mean, and I guess I look at it as they can dib and dab all they like. Two wrongs don't make a right. Either yeah, way. Right. But I definitely, even if Will had done that with a, I don't know, 20 something year young year younger girl with mental health issues, I'd be looking at him sideways too. Like that's the part where I'm just like, but right. this is the way you went. <laughs> like, you are Jada. Get you a Denzel, like do whatever. Like that's I was just like, what's happening there? Cause there is that part where I'm just like, this Let's date adults. Let's, let's and I date think adults people are like mental health issues. I'm sorry, go ahead. Hey, what? I no, think people saying about the mental health issues, I think that's human though. Cause you know, like if you're going through something and then you got this person here that's listening to you and you helping them, and you know, like she said that you find love by helping other people. That's what women do. You know, we like if I could find that kind of love that. Huh? Would you say that way? Mm -mm. Sorry. Like but, as but a, a lot of women do, cause like, cause think about it. Like I know, like, um, like being a wife and, and a mom, like somebody depending on me. Not saying that that's what I want, but when somebody depending on you and they wake up and you have breakfast ready, like you have this and that. That's just like naturally what we do. We just naturally nurture people, and we just naturally. That's how we show love by taking care of our family. Like we done that for like years, you know? Like the black like we said the black woman is the backbone of the house. So I just think that she was probably being his backbone. Like she really genuinely they really as a family accepted him in her um accepted him in their home. And then I think that they just probably had a friendship that turned into that entanglement. <laughs> because they just he just really like they just were already really good friends and she was probably he was probably at a low point and she was probably at a low um he was at a low point she was at a low point and they were just human and it's probably you know just like whoop to do one day you know i'm just like well i kind of like this because i don't have to think about my problems and he was like well i don't have to think about my problems either so you know 
Is this okay? Would your kids be okay with it? Because I'm pretty sure they're very open in their family. I'm pretty sure he probably thought that Will gave him permission because they probably had a conversation about it. Whereas, you know, if Will was probably like, okay, you know, whatever, we're not, we're going to get a divorce anyway. So I just think that they probably just found love in a hopeless kind of place at the time. <laughs> you know, I just think like if everybody was okay with it and it wasn't that big a deal, then they wouldn't have come to the red table in the first place because she kind of sounded like people were hurt. And I'm guessing her kids are, that's probably, like, I don't think she really cares about everybody else. But my guess is people in the family are feeling hurt that he decided to disclose this when they all knew about it anyway. So on some level, they're not happy. The family's not yeah. happy. Yeah. I think they came to the red table because, well, I, my interpretation was it was because she said that at first they weren't going to say anything because this is old, but people kept saying, oh, Will said this and Jada said that. And they said right. they said that it wasn't true. Right. So they said they wanted to come and tell their own truth because people were just making up stories that, you know, he gave permission. And she was like, well, I'm the only person that can get permission for somebody to be with me. So I think it was really more of, you know, I'm about to come and tell my own truth because y'all telling me wrong. <laughs> that's what I got from because right. I feel like they're very open like they if you like look at their red table talks and just look at their family they're a very open family because like Willow and what's the boy name Jaden Jaden yeah one. yeah because if you ever heard Willow actually said that she wants a boyfriend and a girlfriend she said that's her happy relationship yeah so yeah, so they're just they're just very open. I just think this family is very different, and that's probably why we didn't know because they like, hey, we talked about this. We already had our red table talk at home, but since all this want to go spill the beans now, and y'all want to talk all crazy, let me tell y'all the truth. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Truly, and like I said, it. I mean, it just was an entanglement. I mean, it just yeah. things happen. They got here, and it was four years ago. So I mean it. Then it's almost like August. Why are you talking about it now? But to his defense, he's been talking about it for a minute. Like, I this ain't the first time I heard about him and Jada. Like, he talked about this back when they broke up and he was hurt, hurt, hurt. I think he was truly, truly in love. Um, I don't know if he thought this was going to go places and she was just like, this is not that. Because um, I remember when they broke up or whatever around that time, maybe it was four years ago, he was talking about oh, he had a relationship with Jada, she was the love of his life, blah, 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 blah. And it just went to the wayside because everybody was like, yeah, right, okay. But now I think because of Red Table Talk and because Will and Jada have been so open about just how I they're in some sort of like partnership, it's not really, I don't want to classify it, they don't call it like a marriage. It's like they're, they're in this like soul partnership. So mm -hmm. they've talked about that. So it's just like now it makes more sense for August to have said that. But like i this wasn't the first time for me. I was like, I remember he said that. I I believed him back then. Like, okay. Um, he didn't know this. Hadn't heard about it. Thought she denied it. And then they came to the red table and I was in it and I heard they had. So I was just like, okay. So to me, it just didn't, something, something in that milk ain't clean. Like it just it didn't sound right. Well, so. it's Jada and Will, clearly. They need, neither one, one of them are clean. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. They, they, they both they, land in a little spread of yeah, like, I've been hearing about them for years. So it's just like, this isn't, I don't know. I wasn't one of those people that was shocked. I was more shocked she was going to act like it didn't happen because it was very obvious. Just the way, like, August was acting that he was, he, you know, got him something he couldn't, you know, put back. And he was just like, I want to, you know, it made him fall in love. Um, so because of that, that's why I wanted her to just be honest and at least admit that like, yeah, they had a little something, something. 
And that's kind of what she did. She didn't make it into like a, we had like a whole relationship. No, it was an entanglement. She, and it was like (laughs) an entanglement, really? Like, yeah. But I I figured up, it wasn't a relationship, you know, a little this, a little that, a little dib and a little dab, you know. I'm trying to find my way. (laughs) You ain't ain't loving that hard and talking about it four years later if it was just an entanglement. True. I will say this about August, though. Like, I do have a different opinion about August. I feel like that's his truth. Everybody was like, that's his truth to tell. And I understand you're on this, like, healing journey or whatever, but that's Jada's truth, too. I don't think, especially being that celebrities, that he had the right to tell Jada truth, especially being that supposedly she made it right with her family. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's back with her husband now. Mm -hmm. He said that he loved her through that you know, they're supposedly over it, whether they're telling the truth or not. I just feel like, let me tell my own truth. Don't tell my truth to the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's different yeah. as a celebrity. Like, if you want to heal, go talk to your therapist, talk to your new boo, and tell tell her that you were in a relationship with me, but I don't feel like he had the right to tell somebody else truth. So That's why you gotta be careful who you mess with, because yeah. you keep your own mouth shut, but you cannot control that other party. Mm-hmm. So that's why Will may be dipping in that movie. We don't know who it's with because he picked the right person. Exactly. <laughs> you just gotta be careful. You know, so I hope, you know, as, as, as he gets her back and, you know, they continue to do this tit for tat that they pick more carefully. Well, he I mean, probably slept with his ex-wife because you know, like, they all close. <laughs> I've been, I've been put that together. Huh? huh? I thought the ex-wife, his ex-wife is married to a preacher. No, they don't talk about before right like she got married because you know yeah. they go on the trips together and stuff. Yeah, she divorced that preacher like she was on the show Hollywood Exes. She yeah, divorced that preacher like right after the show. Oh. I feel like a lot <laughs> happened with those characters right after that show. Yeah, so yeah, no. yeah, um, yeah. I've watched a lot of reality TV in my life, but yeah, because <laughs> R. Kelly's ex-wife was on that show when she got yep. remarried. So, yeah, there was a lot. Yes, she got. She broke up with old dude who's on uh, live with Kelly, or he was. Like Strahan, yep. Right. Oh. Prince's ex-wife. Uh, Maite. Yeah, I was. I was deep mm-hmm. in that show. I love that show. That show I was sad. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't watch it like that. It was good. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, you know, entanglements 2020. I'm sure that word's going nowhere fast. Um, we're <laughs> all over the media. Um, I'm sure it's coming out on a shirt soon. So it I already was, has. Yeah, I was on I was on Instagram and I already <laughs> saw it. It was like it's it's like single in a relationship. It's complicated, entangled. <laughs> we're, we're the option. Yeah, I seen that. My friend sent me that. one too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily looking for an entanglement in no. 20 year 2021. I feel like I yeah. And I feel like that's going to be my new, like, screening question. Yeah, no. So, hey, guy, are you looking for an entanglement? <laughs> if please swipe left. Like, <laughs> I feel like entanglements are, like, before, obviously, it's, like, before you get into a relationship, like, it's an entanglement. Like, when you're yeah. in that speaking stage, you haven't defined things. It's just an entanglement. Um, so, instead of talking, you're entangled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you, Yeah. Because you may be entangled with a few you don't know until you, like, set the boundary so it's entanglement. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would qualify it as. And I think, no. yeah, yeah Sybil, you, we don't want no entanglement. <laughs> no. Oh, I feel like I was someone's entanglement before and didn't realize it. So, yeah. 
reality check. No, no I'm, I'm sure a few of our listeners have been entangled <laughs> with yes. without their knowledge. I mean, it, it happens. Um, I feel like they're entangled now. <laughs> and don't know. Tangled right now again with or without your knowledge. Um, you no longer want to be entangled. I suggest you have that talk with your significant other or who you think is your significant other to see if there are other entanglements that they have. Because, you know, that talk is always very good. I feel like a question I always joke about when people are single, they're like, well, do you ask, like, is there anyone else? If you were on a date with me, is there anyone else that would feel bad about you being on a date with me right now? Is that a yes or a no? You know, because I feel like that's just a great question you should just add to the repertoire. Because if somebody else is feeling bad about somebody being on a date, we need some clarification on that. Do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a wife? Do you have a baby mom? Do you have an entanglement? So, <laughs> and if they pause immediately after you asking that question, that means yes. Yeah. Yes. But what if they feel bad because they like, they like you, but you don't like them? Then it's not an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to like it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're a stalker at that point. Like what? <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's not mutual, then it is, you cannot be entangled if it is That's not. That's not an entanglement. So maybe you should also be checking to make sure it's mutual. <laughs> you're not, you know, entangled solely. Um, because that would not be that's not it either. That's also people not. really ask questions like that on dates though, like first date. I mean, I feel like you should. So in 2020, I feel, I feel like you should. Add, I feel like I should add it to my repertoire because I used to assume that if you were on a dating app, you wanted to, to date and you were single. Yeah. I've learned to stop assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also learned to stop assuming just because you delete the app doesn't mean you're not still trying to find other women because um, you might be on another one. So it can't hurt to just ask the question. Maybe, you know, like in a cute way and maybe not like a... Okay, so not not an accusatory way, right? Right. You know, and I actually will say I think Jada helped us with that because this whole entanglement thing <laughs> perfect describe this. Like, so are you entangled with anybody right now? You know, like including children, like right, <laughs> right. It, would anybody feel bad that you're on this date with me right now, or right. is anybody expecting you to come home at a certain time? Yes. <laughs> Is there I a conversation? A yes? <laughs> I almost went on a date with a guy who um, I probably would have found out on the date. He had two kids by two different baby moms. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, he had already asked me out before he told me that. And, like, that's the thing. So, like, yeah, asking those questions. I feel like you should. I feel like you can make it fun. You can make it cute. Like, it's anybody, you know, expecting you home anytime. <laughs> I would be too shy to ask those questions. Girl, you can't be shy in 2029 with the entanglements around. <laughs> but see, I, I don't have to worry about them. I would, too, I would be too shy. Like, you know, people ask about credit score. I'm like, how do I ask about it? So, what's your credit score? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> I feel like I would make that one a yes or no. Is your credit score, like, could you get a house on your own? Could you rent an apartment on your own? And then I'll, like, maybe extrapolate. I have a, so what are your, like, do you have any goals this year? Do you have any plans? <laughs> I felt a little Steve Harvey-esque with that, with the, like long-term and short-term goals, but yeah. <laughs> I, have like to ask- I wouldn't ask credit score. I feel like I would use context clues. Like, are you coming to me with the iPhone 3? Is your car like, you know? 
I used to have an old iPhone just because I'm old. Because I have, like, because y'all consider, oh, iPhone is status. And, like, oh, if you don't have an iPhone, you can't afford it. I can afford an iPhone, but I just rarely have a Samsung, like a Galaxy. So I don't know. Well, that's no, I'm. I wouldn't be like tied to iPhone. I'm just saying. I'm looking at uh, is it flipping or are we uh, <laughs> like I feel like context clues is gonna tell you. You know what I'm saying? If it's flipping, it might be a drug dealer. Might <laughs> be the burner phone, which and then means there's an entanglement. So, <laughs> right. Like <laughs> is he saying the first round is on me if versus the first round and all of the other rounds are on me when we're on a date especially in the beginning yeah. you know he asks you to go half i'm leaving like we're not yeah right we're not they, if yeah. he thinks yeah. that it's appropriate for me to do a reach for my purse <laughs> during that date sorry um, you know like saying. a courtesy reach because i feel like a courtesy like huh, i'm pretending but like i haven't done a courtesy reach since college <laughs> i was just like <laughs> Oh, I'm going to act like you about to pay like I <laughs> know like, I know but then the thing is you know but then like once I get comfortable I'll be like okay I'm going to cook for you instead of us having to go out so you know and that's kind of the way I reciprocate but I'm surely just like no we're not, we're not did you do ever that. pay for a date there like say if you guys been going out for like a couple of months yes okay. like if I go pick up dinner and you know I'm bringing it that doesn't bother me you know, especially like once it's a real partnership and you like doing all that type of stuff. Mm. But like, nah. Initially, you, I'm yeah, paying for dates, paying for drinks, and then I'll usually be like, all right, well, let me cook for you and let me take care of you. Like once I see you're gonna be around for a little bit, and then that comes in like the nurturing part. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when we drop this episode, our listeners need to tell us their dating questions because I need to know because. And then how do you ease it on somebody? I need to know. How you ease it on? Yeah, like, the, like what ease what on? Like, cause these questions, I just feel like they are difficult questions, and I just feel like I'm glad I'm not dating, cause I'm just like, oh, that's the things you need to know. Like, when the last time you've been tested? Like, I don't know how to ask somebody that. Oh, <laughs> asking dates then, Crystal, cause you ain't asking the questions. So what are y'all talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> But I think it also has to do with, like, the chemistry you have on the date, too. Yeah. Like, I've been on dates where they were really nice, but, like, I would rather watch paint dry. Like, it's not going anywhere. So I'm not even going to bother. Because I know, like, by the end of that date, like, thanks, buddy. That's all we're going to be is buddies. So it doesn't even matter. But it's like when we have that, like, good, good chemistry and we are talking for hours on end those dates I have tendency to be like it's a lot easier to just like kind of have those conversations because it's flowing so easily anyway so I want to know some of this stuff like when was your last relationship why did it end you know what are you interested in are you actually looking for a relationship or an entanglement what do you want you know because I this is what I want and then honestly after you ask those questions make sure the actions actually follow up because then that's part two to the whole thing like part one is getting the questions answered part two is do their actions actually follow through with what they're saying i'm stuck on part two part one i've gotten much better at you know what though i actually read somewhere it's been a while ago 
they said that sometimes uh, we come in with these questions and we like, that's kind of like scaring me in a way, in a way, because they said that we come in with these questions on the first day, like, hey, I want to get to know you, but why the life questions already? Like, let's just chill. Like you said, by our chemistry, let's just see if our chemistry is good. And let's just see, you know, if there's going to be a second date before we start making, you know, not really life decisions, but before we start like, getting indulged into my life and yours and like talking about credit score and all that kind of stuff because hey i'm just meeting you like can we wait like what do you guys think about that because i have read about that i don't like the checklist questions i don't like when i'm on a date and i feel like i'm being interviewed yeah i don't like that at all mm-hmm. and i try to do the same thing but i do think there are certain things like i don't want to find out on a date that you got a child like I feel like that may be something you might have mentioned because for me, it's, it's also a thing about like, what is your child? You know, like be proud of your child, you know, like I don't need to know all you do, but just like, I feel like that's also a very large part of who you probably are, you know? So kind of like, you know, basic things, you know, I would want to know, like, I don't know, do you live by yourself or do you have a roommate? Like these yeah. are things. You know, so I kind of let things come up naturally. To be honest, I've never asked somebody their credit score because mm-hmm. I use those those context clues. Yeah. Like, you know, I am looking at what's going around you and things like that. But I've had people ask me about my goals, about my past relationships. Mm-hmm. When did it end? Why did it end? On the first date. Mm-hmm. And I've had it done in a way that made me feel like an interview. I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And also, like, asked me, like, deep questions about my family, which I was just like... Y'all know me. I don't, I don't know you like that. Yeah. I, I don't care how cute you are. Maybe that's date number two. But I've also had guys who like, our chemistry was so good. It just was natural conversation. He started talking yeah. about his, his, he started talking about his family. I was like, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, my family's super crazy. I was like, mine too. <laughs> like, you know, and just kind of having that conversation. Yeah. So for me, it's always been about like letting the chemistry lead the conversation and seeing what we can, like how deep we can get into it without it feeling heavy. No. Cause I also don't want to go on a date and just waste time and not have, not really know anything about you. Yeah. So kind of that balance, but I don't like the checklist dates. Yeah. I like the camera, like, like you said, like the chemistry lead it. Cause if you come in like with those questions, yeah, it do kind of like an interview. You're like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> you know, I thought we were going to have fun, you know, talk, get to know each other. But but I will say in the social media days, now, Sybil, I know you're not really a social media person, but you will already know the 411 before you get there about whether he got a baby mama, where he live and all that. Like, like Tiffany, no, like you, you got to get your girlfriends on it and let your girlfriends stalk that Instagram or Facebook. You don't know that. I've learned because I didn't like, <laughs> before early 2020 i did not do this at all so i didn't know i didn't know yeah. any of those answers yeah. and then a very valuable lesson that you need to yeah. and you know i got some tutorials mm-hmm. um so you know tiffany trying to help me out even mm-hmm. my mama was like girl <laughs> you're not looking she majored in investigative journalism i've learned so many <laughs> things yeah and i was just like like i won't even tell her a guy's name because no she'll be looking so um i've gotten much better about that now um because yeah like i just didn't i never thought it was necessary before and life experience has taught me can't hurt 
can't hurt just to look. Like, I will stop looking. Like, I, you know, I'm not too big into, like, a deep dive, but I'm going to just go look to make sure, like, it's not pictures of you and your wife. <laughs> like, yeah. on your, you know, profile and stuff like that. So I've gotten better. Yeah, girl, you didn't know his mama name. How many siblings? You know all that before yeah. that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like bad. Even when I started dating my husband, like IG wasn't popular, but there was Facebook and Shorty. I was all on that Facebook. And the thing is, I knew him. We were friends for a while, but like I didn't know him. Like I needed to know him if I'm gonna be dating him. And honey, I he was telling me things, but I already knew. But I was like, oh, oh okay, I didn't know that. I already knew what your mama looked like. I already knew what your family and them looked like. I already knew what your ex-girlfriend looked like because I found her. Had to make sure I wasn't tangled before we started. So, girl, you got to be Inspector Gadget because what nobody has time for the games and the foolery or the entanglement. So, I mean, and you have the resources. You know people that have resources. So, shoot. I do. Tell me half a name. I'm going to find the Instagram. I'm going to find the Facebook. I'm going to find the ex. I'm going to find the baby mom. I'm going to find the grandma. Yeah. Like just get just give me a little bit of information. Yeah, because females' names are popping up on the phone. You need to know who they are. I and the, already know. I'll know their IG name. Like, oh, that's do 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 on IG. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta connect those dots. So, you, and honestly, I've started to look at it this way. It is how you can make an informed decision because you might be making decisions off of rainbows and promises, and oops, you're in entanglement. <laughs> that's that's really well, I will say that's been a lot of people's stories so you know <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all been in entanglement at one point in time <laughs> <laughs> so hey at least we made it over <laughs> at least we untangled <laughs> yes yeah. I'm untangled <laughs> well this has been fun you know um, for my entanglers out there you know, I hope it works out. You might be fun. You might be having fun in entertainment. You know what I'm saying? If you live your best yeah. shade of life, live it. <laughs> live it. You know, goal 2020. <laughs> but you guys can always uh, reach out to us about your entanglement questions or concerns at um at tshampodcast at gmail or you can hit us up on Instagram at tshampodcast. So we will talk to you guys soon.